Studies in the Sermon on the Mount by D. Martin Lloyd-Jones Preface This volume consists of 30 sermons preached for the most part on successive Sunday mornings in the course of my regular ministry at Westminster Chapel. It is being published for one reason only, namely that I can no longer resist the pressure brought to bear on me by large numbers of people, some of whom heard the sermons when delivered, and others who have read some of them in our church magazine. Such readers will need no word of explanation as to the form in which these sermons are published, but it may well be necessary in the case of others. These chapters are reports of sermons taken down in shorthand, no tape recording machine being available at that time. They have been subjected to a minimum amount of correction and alteration, and no attempt has been made to conceal, still less to expunge, the sermonic form. This has been quite deliberate, and for several reasons. I am profoundly convinced that the greatest need of the Church today is a return to expository preaching. I would emphasize both words, and especially the latter. A sermon is not an essay, and is not meant primarily for publication, but to be heard and to have an immediate impact upon the listeners. This implies of necessity that it will have certain characteristics which are not found and are not desirable in written studies. To prune it of these, if it should be subsequently published, seems to me to be quite wrong, for it then ceases to be a sermon and becomes something quite nondescript. I have a suspicion that what accounts for the dearth of preaching at the present time is the fact that the majority of printed books of sermons have clearly been prepared for a reading rather than a listening public. Their flavor and form are literary rather than sermonic. Another characteristic of expository preaching is that it is not merely an exposition of a verse or passage or a running commentary on it. What turns it into preaching is that it becomes a message and that it has a distinct form and pattern. Furthermore, it must always be applied and its relevance shown to the contemporary situation. I am constantly being asked to give lectures on expository preaching. I rarely accede to such requests, believing that the best way of doing this is to give examples of such preaching in actual practice. It is my hope that this volume, with its many faults, may help somewhat in that respect, but it could not possibly have done so if drastic excisions and an attempt to produce a literary form had been made. Here they are, then, warts and all. Those who are not interested in exposition and those who have no taste for preaching as such will probably be irritated by stylistic blemishes, the art of repetition for the sake of emphasis, and what are termed pulpit mannerisms, as if they were worse than any other kind of mannerism. All I ask is that they be read and considered for what they are and for what they set out to do. My greatest hope and desire is that they may in some small way stimulate a new interest in expository preaching. It may encourage preachers to know that such sermons lasting on an average 40 minutes on Sunday mornings can be preached in what is called a downtown church, even in these days. The two people who are most responsible for the appearance of the volume in print are Mrs. F. Hutchings, who almost miraculously was able to take down the sermons in shorthand as they were delivered, and my daughter, Elizabeth Catherwood. 
Like many of my fellow preachers, I acknowledge that my best and severest critic is my wife. D.M. Lloyd-Jones, Westminster Chapel, Buckingham Gate, London, Southwest, March 1959.